everyone. It's your girl, Maya Kay, back with Keys to the Game Season 2. And I'm so honored to have a fierce woman, a fierce woman of God, a fierce queen on the podcast today. And I really don't think she needs an introduction, but of course, being a journalist, I'm going to give her her just due. Lyris Cross has truly been making the world her runway and certainly knows how to slay by faith and not by sight. She's been wowing us for years, but she was definitely introduced to the world in a new way when she was one of the first models to win the plus size modeling competition on Project Runway in season 16. And now she's added author to her long resume and doing it quite well, might I add, with the release of her book, Make the World Your Runway. A labor of love that highlights the importance of walking in purpose, being confident, and how to tap into and own your genius. The Naomi Campbell of Plus and a force to be reckoned with on and off the runway, Lyris has proven that knowing who you are and trusting God to lead your journey is the key to success. More than just her iconic scene in The Best Man, Lyris has graced the cover of top magazines, including American Vogue, Essence, British Cosmopolitan, and Vibe. She's the face of Curve for Maggie Sotero's, I hope I'm saying it right, Spring 2019 collection. She's also been featured in store campaigns for Lane Bryant and Ashley Stewart and was the first, that is correct, the first Black model to grace the Goddess Lingerie campaign in 2015. And I'm so honored to have her on Keys to the Game because I truly believe she's changed the game and she got keys to the game for you guys. So, welcome, Lyris. Thank you. Wow. Thank you so much. That was a beautiful, beautiful introduction. Oh, well, I, I appreciate that because um, I wrote it. <laughs> so, <laughs> I kind of I kind of pulled from, you know, research in different places. Um, but one of my favorite things that you said, and it was on Steve Harvey, when you said, um, you know, we slay by faith and not by sight. And I think that that was like such a powerful gem. Um, and I definitely want to get into that as I talk about, as I know you're a PK um, and I, I'm a woman of God myself. And I know how that can be when you pursue uh, careers in entertainment um, and you have yeah. like that kind of church backlash. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> so we're definitely going to get into that and I, shout out to be more i'm from philly so i definitely um awesome. am proud to have yeah proud to have an east coast girl and a be more girl i love baltimore uh, my family's from merlin so it's definitely an honor to have you on um so thank you so much Look, for I know joining you me. the east coast you said from merlin <laughs> I'll wait till I say water or something like that. That's what people really be like. Where are you from? <laughs> I get that all the time here in LA. They be like, Where you from? Like, as soon as I say like two or three words, they know. Um, so, before we get started with the interview, I want to one of my segments of the show is just in the news and it's just something fun, kind of like an icebreaker. We drop, you know, talk about the I don't want to say hot topics, but just topics that are in the news and just to ask your opinion on them. Um, uh, the first one might be a little heavy, but uh, there was a uh, Fox News about an hour ago. They released a story and it said Empire co-creator Lee Daniels was beyond embarrassed by the Jesse Smollett situation. Um, and I'm just curious, like, what's your whole take on just the whole thing? Um, part of Lee Daniels thing was that he felt like when he first heard the story back in January, when Jussie alleged that he had been attacked, his thing was it reminded him and gave him flashbacks of like his bullies when he was growing up and people, you know, kind of doing the same thing to him. Um, and of course, he's holding on to hope that it's true, that the story is true and not a lie. But what's your whole take on the Jussie? And is he still invited to the cookout? <laughs> well, it's, it's like this. It's like... Uh... We all fall down and we all make mistakes. Yeah. Uh, we have to forgive him. We may not forget, but we have to forgive him. Uh, although he still doesn't admit that, you know, he did what is, what, what many think he did. Right. Which I personally think he did too. Okay. But, um, I mean, invited to the cookout. <laughs> Yeah, he'll be invited to the, you know, like, someone will bring him to the cookout. I don't know if he's necessarily invited to it. Okay, he's he's a plus one. one. Yeah, and he's on dishwasher duty, too. (laughs) 
I was going to say, is he seated at the kids' table? Because that's where I felt like you was headed. Like, he's definitely coming, but he's seated at the kids' table. Yeah. I just just think he probably just needs to kind of take a – take the rest of the year off and let people forget about it for a second yeah and then probably come out with with a great project you know yeah he just needs to take a a second off I think you know people are going to forgive him for what he did um for what he allegedly did excuse me um so we'll we'll see what happens I mean you know I think about I mean of course I have I don't think I've made a mistake of that grand proportion but you know, I just know how I, I would hope that people would forgive me if I did something dumb. I really do. Yeah. 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 All right. That, that's fair. All right. I think the next person is definitely invited to the cookout. Nas announces his long-awaited The Lost Tapes 2 project. So I'm a huge Nas fan. Um, I don't know, mm-hmm. you know, how much you like Nas or even just hip-hop. But, um, yeah, talk to me about that. Are you excited um, about him dropping The Lost Tapes 2? The Lost Tapes 1 was really good. And people have been waiting for years for this album. And then he kind of, I think, slighted all of us with his seven um, songs on the last album, Nasir, that was produced by Kanye West. Um, um, mm-hmm. And so, yeah, people have been waiting years for this. So I don't know if you have a, you know, opinion on that or if you're excited, if you're a hip hop fan. Uh, talk to me a little bit about Nas dropping this new project. Well, Nas is a legend. Why wouldn't we be excited about a legend yeah. dropping music that we've been anticipating? And, I mean, he's also aging like fine wine. Yeah. Let's, let's <laughs> not let that get lost. Yes. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> Um, he's aging like fine wine, and he's still great at what he does. Yeah. Um, like, Nas could lyrically assassinate most of these rappers with his eyes closed. So yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm excited for him. I think it's great. Why should rappers, uh, you know, just give up when they really still have relevant things that they can speak to? And he's definitely one of them who can articulate himself very well on wax. Absolutely. Well said, Lyris. Well said. You hear that, Nas? So I've invited Nas to the podcast. So so me and Lyris want you to come on the podcast. You see how we're bigging you up? Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, yes. And so lastly, again, let's, you know, lastly, before we jump into the interview, this has kind of been weighing heavy on my heart. Obviously, I'm out here in Hollywood. I'm a writer. I'm a Black woman. And this comes up so much. And I'm actually going to ask you more so about this on a personal level, um, just giving advice to young women uh, who are pursuing careers in modeling and fashion. Tiffany Boone finally spoke out and thanked everyone for their support um, following the fallout uh, with I guess the shy and Jason Mitchell and the allegations. Um, and so I've been obviously just really out of it because I just started getting into the shy. I actually binged it two weeks ago. And then it was like, as soon as I started getting into it, this happened with Jason Mitchell. Um, and it's just unfortunate because he's a great actor and she's a great actress, but more importantly, um, there's this thing that keeps coming up with black women, just not being protected. Um, mm-hmm. So I don't know if you, you know, have an opinion on that. Um, and I know these are sensitive topics. So if you don't feel comfortable, I definitely understand. But she did take to, to Instagram after not being on Instagram for about five months and thanked every fan for supporting her, giving her love and positivity um, during this time where, you know, she's no longer on the shy and neither is he due to the sexual uh, misconduct allegations. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, <clears throat> I just want to applaud her for her strength for speaking up when she was feeling like she was being wronged and um, this is the thing we have to we have to really believe women and we have to really protect our black women and um, and that also goes with other black women holding down the fort and speaking up. I think they said that there was a producer who also okay, good, mm-hmm. good, who had confirmed what she was saying. Uh I think it's a shame that you have to get to a point where you have to have your boyfriend come mm-hmm. to set with you. Absolutely. Just so you cannot be harassed by your coworker. 
when it got when when it gets to that point, you already know it's it's a major major issue. My thing is, uh, I feel like the industry needs to put something in place so stuff like this doesn't take this long to get checked or to get handled. Cause yeah, cause mm mm, just no mm 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 mm. Just no. really quickly, it, it, it should not. It should. It should have never even got to a point where her boyfriend had to come to. You go. That. You go. And and that's what I wanted to address. Again, I um, of course, this interview is all yours, and I'm going to give you all your time. But one of the things that did disturb me was, um, it took Netflix to to investigate what happened over at Showtime in order for Showtime to let him go, and I thought that that was really crazy that you know, Netflix caught wind of the allegations. They did their investigation. And then they said, before he had even started filming the Netflix movie, we're not going to deal with this. You're fired. And so I, I didn't understand why. So my thing, I guess, came down to if Netflix hadn't taken that step, would he still be with the shy? Um, right, right. You know what I'm saying? It, it was kind of one of those things where his management dropped him. Then Netflix dropped him, and then the shy said, "Okay, we'll drop him too." And and that was where I felt uh, the whole thing where black women are not protected like they should be. Um, and then my other challenge, um, and I love Lena. You know, shout out to Lena; she's still invited to the cookout. But I will say, I would have loved to have heard her say when she interviewed on the Breakfast Club with Charlemagne. I would have loved to have heard her say that even though she says she didn't have any power to fire him, that she recommended that he be released. And she never said that. And so it just kind of, I don't know, just mm-hmm. it, it's just really interesting. Um, like I said, I'm a black woman mm-hmm. here in Hollywood myself. And it's very interesting to kind of learn the ins and outs of, of how this industry works. So with that being said, um, I'll bump this up as my first question to you. I want you to talk about how a young not just black woman. Um, I did phrase it as black woman, but how can a young woman just make her name for herself in the modeling industry? Because I am sure there are some horror stories there as well when it comes to sexual harassment. Um, how can mm-hmm. she make a name for herself without losing her integrity? Um, you know, just talk a little bit even about your own journey of how you you said no, I'm not going to do certain things in order to get mm-hmm. the spread, the cover, or whatever the case may be. Yeah, I remember when I used to do um, music videos, and because I was a fuller-bodied woman, it's like, you know, they would have mainly clothes for girls who were size six and smaller. Mm. And if you didn't fit into those, it was either they were trying to put you in something stretchy or, like, I remember one time they just put this girl in, like, a bikini. Or a scene where, like, I think it was a Ghostface Killer video I did back in the day. And it's like, I think it was set up, like, after a big boxing match. So why would she be in, like, a fur coat with a bikini backstage? Like, it didn't make sense. And one of the things I did was, so I would never be in positions like that. I would bring my own clothes to set. Sometimes you have to um, you have to be your own best advocate. You have to protect yourself because, it, you know, it's, it's almost like a pizza shop. People will hand you, the, the people will hand you any type of slice they want to unless you say, no, I want that slice right mm-hmm. there with the five pepperonis on it. Right. right. And we don't realize that we have a choice in our, in our like destiny and in our success. So you are able to say, no, this works for me or, or yes, yes, uh, this can work for me. Right. You know, set your own standards, set your own guidelines, listen to your inner voice. There are a lot of times when you just know, you can feel it in your bones, you can feel it in your spirit. That little angel is standing right on your left hand shoulder. You know, it's not right. Yeah. You can feel it. All the signs are pointing. Uh uh-uh, uh. Don't go to that uh, photographer's uh, studio. Did yeah. you hear such and such say such and such about them? Or or the email looks sketchy and they're asking you to send your passport information. And they got a $35,000 job they, they want to book you for, but you've never even modeled. Hello? Yeah, yeah. Listen to your inner voice. Listen to your inner voice. There are a lot of ways for us to protect ourselves. 
Uh, another way, <laughs> excuse me, is listen out when I have my life of a working model boot camp. I have a com- my own company. I've had it for five years. Yeah. And I have different classes. I have the master class. I have the perfection in posing. I have project slay. The master class is the how-to of modeling, how to break into modeling, how to up-level your modeling career if you're already modeling, tips and tools to, to really push you forward, to, to find an agent, to get castings if you're not signed. Come to my Life of a Working Model Bootcamp. I always post about it uh, either on my website, lyrisc.com, L-I-R-I-S-C.com, or on my Instagram which is the same thing at Lyrisc L I R I S C. And you know, it's it's so interesting that you said that about like protecting yourself and things you can do, uh, because Lynn Whitfield, um, you know, ever since the Me Too movement started, Lynn Whitfield and others have been asked that question. People who've been in the game for like thirty something years, and I remember um, Charlamagne asking, "Has she ever had an experience like that?" And she said, "You know what? I stay in the safe zone," and basically she was saying the way she was raised she was raised by a bunch of strong women you know she just knows what her what the safe zone is you don't go to a hotel room at a certain time of the night or even day um you know you don't hang out in certain areas you 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 know to go somewhere with another female take a couple of girlfriends with you and i mean some people are offended by comments like that because they feel like you're kind of saying it's the victim's fault but i disagree i think it's just the reality that um, there are people out there that we know will do things to get to the top. And sometimes it is the young, innocent girl, you know, from a small town who moves to New York and she's ready to make it big. Um, yep. Yeah. So it, it's not necessarily victim shaming. I think we're just like when you yourself, you gave out some tips and you talked about like your master class, which I'm definitely going to ask you about um, life of a working model boot camp. But I think the point and the reason why I asked this question. So for my listeners, you know, the whole idea is for you guys to take away gems and keys to further your career. And this is not just for the industry. Like this goes across the board because there's been a lot of expose in every industry. It's not just entertainment and modeling. Um, or, you know, Hollywood, it goes across the board um, that you just have to learn how to, um, like you said, the spirit of discernment is so important and to kind of just big time, big time. (laughs) Yeah, especially if you're pursuing a creative career or a career in, you know, a non-traditional quote unquote field, you really have to, your parents aren't always going to be there. So you really have to kind of make sure you're staying in tune with your spirit. But speaking of life of a working model boot camp, which I think is amazing, you talked about building this um, extra stream of income uh, after a client of yours had, I think they went bankrupt. Yeah, And that's kind of what ignited it. So you're five years in, but what do you see happening with the life of a working model boot camp over the next five years? Uh, truthfully, we're going to be going probably online. Mm. I've had people from all across the world say, you know, Lyris, I really want to come to your boot camp, but I even need to get a visa to come, or I need some advanced time. I want to come from South Africa. I want to come from uh, Russia. I want to, you know, there are people all over the world who want to attend because I've never streamed any of my life as a working model boot camp. So I'm thinking of either packaging it where I sell the class online Mm -hmm. um, as a video series, or I actually do a live webinar uh, or Zoom class for for it, because that way I can open it up to everybody. I don't have to find an event space. People still get to speak to industry experts. uh, And, you know, if I happen to come to a city uh, where... I'm commissioned to bring my boot camp. I think I think that's what it's probably going to turn into, where people book me as a speaker to bring my boot camp rather than me producing the boot camp and, uh, you know, like everything's really on me to, to make it happen. Yeah. And that's truthfully because just my schedule is a lot crazier these days. And a lot of people don't realize how much, effort, time, and finances it takes to produce uh, the event on the level that I like to do it at. 
Right. And I think what you just said is the perfect example of working smarter and not harder. Um, sometimes yeah. you just have to revamp, reinvent and try to figure something out for the next season of life that you're in. <clears throat> because, you know, like you said, you're you're booked and busy. <laughs> so, you know, you, <laughs> yes. you, I mean, you are. And I'm sure you love the face to face interaction and touching people. And hugging I do. Them. I really but it, do. It, it, it is important to also, because um, you talk about, you talked about that in one of your interviews, um, that whole overflow and not pouring from an empty cup, you know, so part of that is self-preservation. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's just as important. Um, but what are some of the things that you wish you had known before launching the boot camp that you learned the hard way? So, you know, it's kind of mm. like... It's kind of like even with your book. So I am a publisher and I'm a 13 time author and there are just some Word. things that I, well, thank you that I wish I had kind of like, you know, like you wish you had known and you'd be like, dang, but you learned it the hard way. Um, so mm-hmm. what would you say though, some of those things were before launching the boot camp? Mm, I'm going to say after my first one, I learned quickly about the no refund policy. Mm. (laughs) My thing is you have to make an active choice to be there. And like little Duval say, I ain't going back and forth with you. Mm -mm. (laughs) And then you want me to remember that you canceled on this time. And, and people don't realize, you know, you're getting a space according to, according to the number of people who are registered. You're getting supplies and stuff according to the number of people that registered. There's a, a lot that goes into it. So I would say, um, you know, I'm glad that I learned that pretty quick. Another thing is, hmm, um, well, I'll say I learned this quickly too. Um, after I give the jewels at the boot camp, just let it go. Mm, I'm okay. not tied to the outcome of what they do after it. Because yes. my thing is, you came here and you invested invested in this boot camp. What you do after after it is up to you. I can't wow. babysit you. I can't. Um, because if you're a person like me, I always want the best for people. I yeah, always yeah. want them to win. But and and I always sometimes get upset. Like I know you sat there and saw me tell you to not shoot and close like this. If you're trying to get an agency, right. and you went and shot in this. <laughs> Excuse me. So it's it's like stuff like that. Just okay. They sold their seed. You release it. Yeah, absolutely. You let it go. You can't you can't tie yourself to the outcome of that person's career. Release it, let it go. Let them find their own path. Almost like, you know, a like a fairy godmother. Okay, I granted your three wishes. Now you have to capitalize on it. You have to, you know, you have to do what is, I, I did my part. You got to do the rest. Absolutely. And it's funny you said that, like, I have a writer's workshop online, actually. So speaking of online, it's very, girl, it's good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, you know, yeah. it's like um, the person who kind of runs it with me, she was like, hey, do you want to check in on the last group that just went through? But two of the young ladies who were registered, it was just three people, didn't even show up for the last, like, two weeks. I was like, no, I'm not checking on them. Like, you you did like you, what can I do you didn't even show up for the last two weeks and I mean hey you didn't ask for a refund so it's fine but I don't I'm not about to chase you down and babysit you and try to figure out where you are with your book like that was your choice you know and so it's it's similar like you you can't once you kind of give them what they need and even if they stop showing up or they don't apply it it's like I did my job uh, my ministry that part is done you know but because mm-hmm. Because you said that, um, one of the things that I really like about what you do, I feel like you understand the importance of ministry being a mission, regardless of the industry you're in. Mm -hmm. Um, And so with that, I want to go back to the PK thing. And I believe in freedom and following Christ. And um, as a PK, what advice would you give to pastors whose children want to pursue careers in entertainment or fashion? Um, but of course, you know, when we were growing up, we heard that that send in called Hollywood or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> right? 
Um, so what advice? Yes, would you and for give? those out there, a PK is a preacher's kid. If you don't know, yes, I'm sorry. Yeah, that's an assumption. I mean, mm -hmm. yes, it's a preacher's kid. <laughs> um, so yeah, what advice would you give to the pastors? Um, to those parents whose children want to uh, pursue those careers in entertainment or fashion, fashion or yeah, any type of I guess non traditional. Let them. Let them. And I say that because if you really believe in the God that you pray to and that you instilled in your kids, no matter how far they stray or no matter what industry they work in, what you implanted in them will still be there. And they will find their own way back to God if it's something that takes them away from God. Absolutely. Let them. If, if my parents didn't allow me the privilege and opportunity of modeling, I wouldn't be able to touch all these different people uh, across the world. I wouldn't be able to touch their lives now. Right. There are models that I have had to pray for on set. I've sent, I've sometimes different models reach out to me about personal stuff that's going on in their life. Uh, last month, there was a, a young lady whose um, husband committed suicide, shot himself in the head while she was in the house. Wow. And she just reached out to me, and I sent her a, a prayer on voice memo and uh, on Instagram DM. And guess what? She would have never known about me had I not been a model. Right. You don't know how your child's gift is going to be able to touch the world. And I take God with me. I take him with me on my jobs, on my, you know, on my different um, travels, on my different speaking gigs that I get. God is always with me. Right. Guess what? God is even with me wearing, when I'm wearing a bikini. When I'm in a sexy dress, he's still there. He's still there. I think a lot of times we get caught up in the the package and not the substance of the package. Mm -hmm. Come on. There are times. I mean, I'm I'm telling you the truth. There are times I've been at a nightclub and ended up talking to somebody, and the conversation talk uh, end up on God, and I'm having a real conversation with them while mm -hmm. GV is playing in the background. Because I'm not ashamed to talk about the God that I serve. Right. It don't matter where I'm out, where I'm at, how I'm dressed, what I'm doing. I know that He lives within me and that He is part of me, and how He's affected my life and how He can affect others' lives. So, Absolutely. I'm thankful that I'm able to do what I do because of modeling, because of the the outreach it allows me to have for so many other people, the confidence that I'm able to give to others, the inspiration, the motivation, the book, Life, uh, Make the World Your Runway, that I've been able to write, where I also talk about all types of things with modeling and life and passion and purpose and positivity, but also prayer and God and and, you know, so many other things that help push people in their purpose, who help, that help push others closer to him. Yeah. So let them, let them. You never know how their gift is going to affect the masses. Absolutely. And <clears throat> with that same question, what would you say to the child? So I know sometimes in cases, um, you know, children, you know, they're taught not to talk back and they're taught not to, you know, what I say goes and so forth and so on. And sometimes even when you get to a certain age, you could be 16, 17, 18, there's still kind of that that aura of I'm the parent, this is what I say. So <clears throat> without being disobedient, you know, or I shouldn't really say disobedient because I always say be obedient to God even before your parents. I just think you got to do whatever God tells you to do. And it may not always be aligned with what your parents want. So um, what advice would you give to the young lady or the young man who is a preacher's kid or just, you know, in general, maybe have Christian parents 
um, who are trying to be respectful, but are like, look, I'm doing this. I don't know what you talk about. Well, I mean, you definitely want to always respect your your parents, your elders, those who came before you, but um, you also, you do have to be obedient to the voice inside you and the God inside you. So I would say, you know, sometimes, you know, you might have to, to stand up for yourself at an earlier age than you thought you were going to need to. I mean, for me, I come from a West Indian family that has doctors and lawyers and professors. And, you know, you graduate from high school, you go to college, you get a job. <laughs> right. And, um, okay. and for me to say, you know, look, I know I'm all enrolled to start college, but something in my spirit is telling me, no, Laris, you need to really pursue this modeling career. And I'm glad I took it to my parents and that they gave me the opportunity, and I ran with it. This is the thing. When they give you the opportunity, you better go for it. You better yes. go hard. You better <laughs> prove, prove that you really want it. Even if you're not seeing immediate results, you need to be showing them the work that you're putting in the work to make it happen and that you're really serious about it. Don't lollygag. Right. Don't make them regret that they gave you that opportunity. Really right. go after it wholeheartedly. Now, speaking of, you know, parents and, you know, vision and purpose and following your passion in your book, Make the World Your Runway, uh, you say something that I really love glance at the glimpse the glimpses and i always say that parents have to be mindful of shutting down their children's dreams before they can even speak mm -hmm. um so what did your parents see in you because you talk about that a lot in the book like if your child is always fixing things then hey you need to look at that okay what does that mean does she want to own a construction company one day or if your child is always planning your makeup you know don't fuss at them if they're on youtube doing makeup tutorials that could be their passion um so what glimpses did your parents see in you uh growing up and how did they cultivate them how did they kind of get you started in that arena of modeling well, I'm going to say this. Uh, they definitely saw that, you know, I was interested in modeling. I always loved to take pictures. I was always interested in fashion, whether it was designing clothes or wearing clothes or playing in makeup, stuff like that. But one of the biggest things that they saw was my, my passion and my persistence. Anything that had something to do with modeling, I was really passionate about it. I really gave it my all. And I was persistent about uh, about anything that I could find out about it, whether it's, Mom, can we go to the library so I can take out these books on modeling? Or, hey, I heard about this fashion show at the mall. Can I audition for it? Or, hey, I, he I heard about this models convention where all these amazing agencies are from around the world are going to be at. Can we do some research on it to see if it's legit so I could go? Mm. They saw that, like, she's not letting this go. Like, she's really persistent about this, and she's passionate about this. And these are actually uh, two subjects that I talk about in my book. You know, because your passion and your persistence are a game changer. It shows yeah. people that you're really serious about what you, you're saying that you want to do and what you are actually doing. <laughs> Yeah. Stay the course. Stay passionate. Stay persistent. You don't know who is watching. You may think, I'm not getting anywhere with this, but it could be somebody on the sidelines that's watching you like, you know what, when I get the right thing, I'm going to help that person because when I say yeah. she is consistent, she is persistent about this, and I just want to help her. She's doing a good job. And, you know, you just, you never know who's watching, whether it's a mother, a father, or whether it's somebody who can uh, change your career. Just stay the course, stay persistent, stay passionate. 
And another thing that you said that I really loved, um, and actually my first lady, Sarah Jakes Roberts, kind of touched on that in a sermon one time. You talked about the vision pulls you through the hard times. Um, And so I want you to talk about a really difficult time that you experienced and how you pulled through by focusing on your vision, like just having the vision in front of you and remembering, you know, what it was you had set out to do. Well, I mean, about three years ago, almost three years ago, I was ready to give up on modeling. <laughs> I know you're like, what? Right, yeah, like. To give up on modeling. I was tired. My soul was tired. I was spiritually tired, mentally tired, physically tired. I felt like I was giving 100%, but nothing was happening. Uh, I remember... I had um, my modeling boot camp tour. I set up a tour, and I sent out a sponsorship deck, and not one sponsor signed up out of 50 companies that I reached out to. And I was just like, you know what, maybe it's just time for me to move on. But thankfully, I had people around me who were just like, nope, you you can't give up. Mm -mm. You got to hold on. And that's the good thing is a lot of times when you're the strong person, Mm. you're wondering who can I rely on when I get into my weak moments. And I'm glad that I have people who are like, "Mm -mm, you poured into me when I was ready to give up. You're not giving up. You're going to stay the force. You're going to keep going. You're going to push through. And I had to, I mean, thankfully, God sent different people who spoke into my life, Christian prophets, pastors. Uh, who spoke into my life and helped me to keep going. But I also did, I had to refocus my vision and say, okay, Lyris, why are you, why are you going after this? Why do you want this so much? Yeah. You know, you know, find whatever it is that you need to tap back into to get that passion for this again. To, to 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 blanket the the disappointment or the hurt or the fear or the anxiety that you're going through, find that tap into that. And so, well, it- thankfully, I had I had people who poured into my life and I refocused and and I pushed through. When I was ready to cancel the whole boot camp tour, I still pushed through. Mm-hmm. And guess what? I only had to cancel one city. The, and, and literally, it was just like, hey, you know, I know we may not have had the number that you were expecting for us to have, but look, instead, how about I just pay for your event space? Or, hey, I'll get your flight in your hotel, and you just, you know, you keep that portion of the, the proceeds. Let me do this for you. How can I help you? And literally, I went to Huntsville, Alabama. I went to St. Louis, Missouri. I went to, um, and I did uh, Baltimore and New York. Okay. Hello. When I was ready to give up. Yeah. When I was literally counting coins to go to the corner store so I could have enough to, to eat. When I was two, almost three months backed up in rent. Mm. God made a way. He is faithful. He is so faithful. And yeah. I said, okay, well, great. I did the boot camp. Now, what's next? And then guess what happened? What? so called. Ah, okay. Hey, we, you know, we know you have a model boot camp. Is there something that you can do for everyday women? And, I mean, doing that, the, the Make the World Your Runway boot camp on the Steve Harvey show. That is that. That was definitely another thing that in, influenced me in writing this book. You know. Yeah. So, I mean, that happens, and I said, "Okay, God, that was cute, but you know, that wasn't, like, <laughs> I, it wasn't a paid situation. So, how are we going to get these bills paid?" Right. And then God sent me Project Runway. Mm. I worked a whole summer on Project Runway. Making money, bills paid, everything caught up. The light inside of my eyes was officially turned back on. 
I found new purpose. I was living my dreams on a whole new level. I just had to hold on. Mm-hmm. A lot of times we feel like we are at the end of our rope and we just want to drop it. No, we got to hold on. You got to push through. You got to keep going. I know this didn't work out for you. I know that didn't work out for you. But that doesn't mean that something else isn't going to. You got to hold on. Yeah. And I'm so glad I did. Because if I didn't, guess what? I wouldn't have had the Steve Harvey show. I wouldn't have completed a boot camp tour. I wouldn't have had Project Runway if I would have just gave up. I'm so right. glad I, I held on. Well, we're glad you held on too. Uh, we are really glad that you you held on because you have such a a compelling story, and then you have a ministry. Like I said, it's really important for believers to be in every field so that we can do what you're doing, pouring into others and helping others cultivate their gifts. And um, you said something in the book that I loved, and it kind of just kind of closes out everything that you just said. You said there were many times in my life where I had to draw from the reservoir of confidence that only vision could supply. And I mean, mm-hmm. if that's not a gem in and of itself, like that's it, mm-hmm. there doesn't need to be any explanation, but it is so true. And you talked mm-hmm. about just now being at the end of your rope, but I feel like mm-hmm. often when we're at the end of our rope, we're at the, the hem of his garment. And I like to always mm-hmm. say that um, for people going through tough times. I mean, when you're at the end of your mm-hmm. rope, you're at the hem of his garment. You just got to kind of push yes. through. Um, you, you do. You really do, especially in this creative industry, because the rejection is part of it. And it's hard. It really is hard. Um, is. So I want to talk about um, just you kind of define this for us. Um, let me know what you mean. But when you say stand in your genius, that was another gem that I thought was very powerful in the book. Define that for the listeners and kind of let let us know what you mean um, when you say that. Stand in your genius. That's because a lot of times we forget that <laughs> we are made in the image of God. And he's like, almighty and all powerful and all smart too and he's put a little bit of his genius in all of us and you know you don't have to be you know a celebrity to be a genius you don't have to you know even be a a uh let me give an example you don't even have to be like you know have the cure for some some disease to be a genius. You are a genius being that person at Chick-fil-A who puts a smile on my face because you got my (laughs) order right and you had an amazing personality and you turned my day around because it was going bad just because your energy was so good, you know? Tap into your genius. There are so many things inside of us that lay dormant as well that if we really sat down and put some pen to paper and stepped out of our fears and stepped out of our own limitations, there's so much that we could achieve and create, but we're not standing in the full power of our genius. Sometimes we get caught in routine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We get caught in the routine of life. Oh, you know, my mama was this, so that's what I'm supposed to do. I'm supposed to do this because, no, 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 no. You have so much more to you. You have other ideas inside of you. And in the full genius of who you are. Yeah, yeah. Try different things. Step outside of your box. Just because your mother wasn't able to do it doesn't mean you're not going to be able to do it. Right. Stand in the genius of who you are. Try something different. You trying something different might open up a whole new world for you. Right. Stand in the genius of who you are. Remember who you are, who you're made in the likeness of. You have something inside of you that can change not only your life, but the the lives, the lives of people around you. Stand in the full genius of who you are. Tap in, tap in, tap in. Tap in. Wow. 
definitely can see why you're getting booked for speaking engagements all crazy. <laughs> um, very powerful. Oh, you. You, you feel the fire. Um, and so with all of your accomplishments, what are three things that you still want to do, whether in the fa- fashion world, modeling or wherever? What are three things that you still want to do? I would love to have my own talk show or be on an ensemble cast for a talk show. Like, you know, like the real or something of that well, sort. Well, the talk. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Okay. Yeah. Or, or, or just me sitting down one-on-one with different people, kind of like, uh, like David Letterman. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's cool. Uh, I would love some type of show like that. Uh, also, I would love to be on the cover of Vogue one day. And I would also love to either walk a runway or do a campaign shoot with Naomi Campbell because she is my favorite wow. model of all time. Yeah. Wow. And so it must feel really good and honoring when people call you the plus, the Naomi Campbell of plus. That must feel like yes. really <laughs> honoring and really good when people call you that. Oh, definitely. Um, yeah, so that that's cool. So make sure I want everyone to make sure they go. Now, before we um to go get the book, I'm going to drop all your information and you can share some as well. But before we go, I play a game with all my guests and I always pray over my guests before they leave uh, or before they hang up rather. Um, and so I'm going to play a fun game. One of the things I noticed throughout your book and even on your website, you are a quote queen, honey. You love you some quotes. And so, yes, I um, live for a good quote. I have a whole folder <laughs> of quotes on my uh, Instagram collection. Okay, good. So here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to give you five quotes, and you're going to tell me who said it. Um, there's no prize. It's just for fun. But I think this will be really cool because it took me a minute to kind of figure out what quotes I wanted to give you, hoping that you didn't know, like, you know, you kind of want to leave people a little stumped. But I was like, she probably knows all of these quotes. Um, so just let me know when you're ready. I'm ready. Okay. Uh, the first one. I ain't gonna, I ain't gonna front. I'm probably scared. <laughs> no, it's okay. It's okay. This is all for fun. Uh, the first one. Fashion is the armor to survive the reality of everyday life. Who said that? I'll give you a hint. It's a man. <laughs> Andre Leon Talley. No. Wow. That was now. See, I should have found one by him, but no, it was Bill Cunningham. Oh man, he's awesome too. <laughs> yeah, he's don't awesome. worry. Yes, yes, children, uh, research him. <laughs> yes. All right. The next one. I don't design clothes. I design dreams. It's also a man. Mm. Old school designer. So we wore him. No, I was about to give you more hints. <laughs> give me another clue. Give me another clue. Give me another okay. clue. Don't tell me. Um, we wore, I know I did. One of my favorite designers wore him growing up. It was either him or Tommy Hilfiger. They kind of came up in that same era. In my opinion, they were big, like not big competitors, but yeah, it was either you saw kids in Tommy Hilfiger or you saw them in. Yes, Ralph Lauren yes. said, I don't design clothes, I design dreams. Ah, <laughs> All right. Because I buy a lot of Ralph Lauren stuff. I love Ralph Lauren. Oh yeah, my gosh. that's exa- one Thank of my you. favorites. Thank you. I just need a little, a little friendly nudge. <laughs> well, I'm going to help you out. I'm going to help you out. Okay, the next one. Style is a way to say who you are without having to speak. How do I give you a clue for this one? Um, female. Is it a woman or a man? It, it's a female. Oh my God, what does she, uh, hmm, that's kind of, now I'm trying to think of how to give you clues. Okay, let me see really quick. Um, b- uh, Blonde hair, and <laughs> I know, right, that's like really, like really, well, that kind of gives you a little bit. She Anna Wintour? Say it again? Anna Wintour? No. Um, she wrote Living in Style. Okay, now I, if I give you any more clues, you won't know who it is. <laughs> um, Rachel Zoe. Is oh, it Zoe or Zoe? No, no. 
Okay. All right, Rachel. I'm not mad at you. (laughs) Right. That was a good one. Um, Now, this one you should know. In order to be irreplaceable, one must always be different. Naomi. No. It's, um, we love her. And she probably is one of the, how can I say it? I would say one of the mothers of fashion. Um, She has, of course, clothing, but handbags and perfume and yeah, we we love her. Okay, her last name starts with a C. Her last name starts with a C. What's the quote again? Say it again. In order to be irreplaceable, one must always be different. Oh. Last name starts with the C. First name starts with the C. <laughs> like, it's oh. only, it's I'm going to be mad at myself. Is there only one designer with CC as their initials? I was about to say she's the only designer with CC, but see, Coco I could be wrong. Now? Yes. <laughs> I felt, I, listen, I gave you a lot of clues. <laughs> now, okay, here's the last quote. Yeah, I didn't, okay. I had never heard of this one. So, you know, I won't be mad at you for this one. Fashion is like eating. You shouldn't stick to the same menu. I had to look this person up myself. Uh, fashion is like eating. You shouldn't stick to the same menu. Is it a man or a woman? It is a Asian man, Japanese. He's a Japanese French fashion designer. I learned of him today, girl, so I don't know if I can give you too many clues. <laughs> uh, who? Yoji? No. His now it's funny. No, 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 not him. Well, okay, I'll say his um first name starts with a K. Last name starts with a T. And he lives in Paris. Oh, fancy. And he actually is considered a Japanese fashion legend. Kenzo Takata. Now, girl, don't even feel bad because I didn't even know oh, who he no. was. See, mm-mm. <laughs> you really trying to stop me. You ain't no, I had to throw one in there. I thought Coco and Rachel and all of them were pretty easy. I had to, <laughs> to throw one hard one in there. You know what Somebody it is? Because I don't really follow Rachel, so I probably don't catch most, oh. most of her stuff. Like, I don't read her interviews and stuff like that. Oh, no, no worries, girl. I but I will say, I should have known. I should have known uh, Coco, so. Coco, mm-hmm, yeah. <laughs> no worries. Mm-hmm. Thank you for playing my game segment. Um, and as I Thank stated, you. I'm going to give out your information. Um, I don't know if you, you want to go ahead and let people know where to follow you and your website, um, the book, and I'll pray for you. And then that's it. This was great. Yes. My book, Make the World Your Runway, is available right now on Amazon. Go to Amazon for the website for your country. Because if you try to go to Amazon.com and you live in a different country, your delivery options are going to be crazy. So go to the Amazon site for your country and get a copy of my book, Make the World Your Runway. Also, follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Lyris Lyris C for Lyris Cross. L-I-R-I-S-C. Uh, that's Twitter and Instagram. On Facebook, you can find me. I have a public figure page and I have a personal page. They are both under Lyris Cross. Also, follow me on YouTube, youtube.com backslash L-O-A-W model, which is short for life of a working model. YouTube.com backslash L-O-A-W model. And I think that. That's it. Oh, and my website, as always, is lyrisc.com, L-I-R-I-S-C.com. Yes, and make sure you guys support the book. As writers and authors, um, especially self-published, it, we we need you guys to support the books, um, especially yes, please by- do. Yeah, especially by Black authors um, and just really kind of push it. And I personally believe it's a book for everyone that just wants to kind of 
be encouraged and, and their confidence level boosted up a bit um, because it's not just, yes, make the world your runway, but it's for everyone. I believe it touches on um, so many different topics that anyone could read. It. It's not just for models. So before you think that, you know, get that out of your mind, buy it for a young teen girl, you know, um, and yeah, do your thing. And yes, so it is it, not just for models. It is for everybody, male, yes. female, younger, young, old, uh, middle age, employed, unemployed. Right. It's for everybody. It will deepen your purpose. It will awaken ideas that were dormant. It will cause you to sit upright and live your best life. It will cause you to uh, make the world your runway please go get a copy on Amazon. Thank you so much. And so, of course, I would like to touch and agree with you before we close out. It's just something that I do. It's the way I end my interviews. And I like to leave people with the scent of Christ. Um, yeah. So if you're ready, I will do I'm so. I'm ready. All right. So, Father God, we just thank you for this interview. We thank you for this time. I thank you for Lyris Cross, and I thank you for her legacy. I thank you for the ministry that you've given her and that you're using her, not just in the lives of models and, and, and people in the fashion world, but just amongst people, period. But specifically, women there, are, women, there are so many young girls and young women out there hurting, and I believe her voice and her message is powerful. So I ask God that you continue to strengthen her spirit of discernment, help her know what to say no to, and what to say yes to, bring her opportunities, um, things that she even has to turn down because she is so booked. We thank you, Lord, for yes, guiding her this far. And I just come against any spirit that would try to use her. Um, it's very tough working yes, in this industry, not knowing who's for you. And so, God, I just thank you that you'll keep her covered according to Psalm 91, that you'll keep angels around her. You bring her into the fullness of her destiny, even now. In Jesus' name, amen. Yes, God. Amen, amen, and amen. We thank you, Father. Yes. And it Father was God, we, we ask that you return all the things that you prayed over me. We ask that you deepen those same things with my sister as well. We thank you and we praise you and we cover her in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much. Um, so You're it was welcome. such a pleasure. It was such a pleasure. I'm going to follow you now on Instagram. Don't beat me up. I was fasting. Thank you very much from Instagram. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I've been fasting. I've been trying to like really reset for June and just kind of for the rest of the year, really. And so, um, but I'm definitely mm -hmm. going to follow you now on Instagram and hopefully you follow me back and we stay in touch. But I will, I had the Kindle, but I'll be ordering a print copy because I'm old school of your book. And we'll let Yay, you know. Thank you so much. <laughs> Of course. So talk to you soon. All right. Thank you. Have an amazing, amazing week and just be blessed in all that you do. Thank you. You as well. Thank you. And guys, that is keys to the game. And I was so excited to have Lyra's Cross on. Um, and I pray that you guys will just go and buy her book, that you will go and support the movement. Um, it takes a lot, as I've always said, for writers and authors, especially self-published, to really uh, get their message across on paper. And not only that, but then to have people and to ask people to buy and support the book. So I pray that you guys were inspired by Lyra's Cross. She has a wonderful, amazing message. Uh, follow her, Lyra's Cross, I'm sorry, Lyra C um, on Instagram, Twitter, and um, check out her book, Make the World Your Runway. Uh, the she literally has a forward written by none other than Tim Gunn, who is a major uh, mentor in the world of fashion. And he's even bigger when it comes to Project Runway. And so if you're a fan of Project Runway, if you're a fan of modeling and fashion, um, again, the book is for everyone in the sense of the gems and the message and the lessons. But I pray that you guys support her um, and just make sure that you are uh, recognizing that keys to the game is bigger than than entertainment. You know, I'm trying to reach out to everyone who has keys to the game 
Um, and so I would say today was keys to the modeling game. Um, and we're just going to bring you some dope interviews this season on season two. I love you guys. Follow me at Writer Maya and I'm out.